Welcome to Wake Up and Listen with Don Burnett and Dr. Don. If you've been looking to get unstuck, have better relationships all around, release negativity, emotional blockages, and invite harmony into your life, you've stopped at the right place. Now, here are your co-hosts, Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Dawn Burnett. And I'm Dr. Dawn. It's our heart's desire to awaken you this evening to a new way of thinking, supply you with the tools you need to get unstuck so you can follow your dreams and advance on your journey of life. And to do that, Dawn, we have a special guest tonight, Kirsty Spragan. She's an award-winning global speaker, author, producer, talk show host for Kirsty TV. And after almost two decades of living with a secret, she bravely shared her story with the world in the first of its kind TEDx talk, titled, You're Only as Sick as Your Secrets. She spoke her truth, and in doing so, released a ripple of healing out into the world. In 2015, her work around secrets and shame was nominated for two PRISM Awards by the Entertainment Industry Council, and she's been featured everywhere from Fox Business, Women's Health, Huffington Post, Forbes, and the Today Show. Hi, Kirsty. How are you? I'm great. How are you two? Excellent. Welcome to our show. It's an honor to have you. We're looking forward to getting inspired and empowered tonight. Thank you. I'm looking forward to being here. Oh, thanks. To start with, I want to talk a little bit about what it means to live a truthful life. I think um, people need some clarity on that. And also, what created a shift in you to be truthful in your life with your TEDx talk? I think for me, it just it got to a, a point where it had been going on for so long, keeping this secret um, almost two decades that it, it got to a point where I felt like I couldn't not live in my truth. And it started with, you know, I had moved to Los Angeles. I developed my own talk show and I was interviewing guests on addiction, depression, rape, trauma, some pretty heavy topics. And for a lot of them, a secret that they hadn't shared with many people and they certainly hadn't shared on camera. And it started to get to a point where I felt like a fraud. I felt like, how can I be doing this and expecting them to share their truth and I'm not willing to share my own? Um, I was doing radio and interviews and people would ask what the vision for the show was, how it had come about, why I'd started doing it. And all of that was tied to my secret. The reason I had begun this work and felt the calling to help people around shame and to talk about secrets was because I'd carried my own for so long. And so they were the inspiration and um, it just sort of hit that critical point where I couldn't deny it anymore, you know, when the universe starts sending me those slaps and wake-up calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got so many of them that I just started to get to a point where I was like, I can't not do this. And the, um, the reality of what that would look like, how that would feel, what that, why that was important outweighed the fear of not doing it any longer. And when you say slap and wake up calls, I mean, was that a physical feeling? I mean, did it make you feel sick? Were you stressed? I mean, did you break out in hives? Because obviously hiding secrets can have a negative effect on our health as well. So try to describe for our listeners a little bit about um, how that showed up to you. Yeah, it's really, that's a wonderful question. And I think that what's interesting about it is that it's only in, uh, hindsight that I can look back and tell you what those things were because I think when we're in it 
it almost becomes normal. Um, it becomes comfortable to be in that pain and that anxiety when you've lived with it for so long. And the fear of the unknown, which might actually be healthier for us, and certainly in my experience is a better place to get to and that's where freedom truly comes, but it's almost a scary place because we don't know what that's going to look like and how that's going to work out. So we stay um, stuck in the fear and stuck in what we know, which has become normal. And for me now looking back, I go, that what that looked like was constant anxiety, constant running of the tape of shame of what if someone finds out, what if they, you know, for me and for those listening, it was an STD, it was herpes in my early 20s. And so for those, if they want to watch the TEDx talk, they can see that full story um, or on Kirsty TV, the I Have Herpes video. And so, you know, that was, um, it wasn't something that could just be put away because when you're dating, it's sort of constantly coming up. You're going to have to have the conversation and tell someone the secret. Whereas if someone's been raped, it's a decision for them. Do they want to share this? Do they need to tell someone about it or not? So I think um, the difference with this secret was that, that I had no choice but to talk about it, especially when dating. Um, and so it was constantly that running of the tape was what was making me sick more than anything, that anxiety and stress and fear. And we know medically and physically what that now does to our body. Um, it can cause all kinds of, you know, everything from memory loss to lower social interactions when our amygdala is on fire um, from stress. And so... It was certainly impacting me in lots of different ways. And then as those wake-up calls started to happen, um, it was not literally slaps in the face, but it felt like I was being punched in the gut. You know, certain things would happen. And I recently gave a talk called The Transformational Power of Truth where I shared a story of a lady called Angelique who I had rung one day to um, interview her as a potential guest on my show and just as we hung up the call, she said to me, I have some intuitive ability um, and I have a message coming through for you. Do you want to hear it? Well, a week before, I had been asked to do the TEDx talk and I had decided I was going to share everyone else's secrets, all the guests on my show. I was going to talk about that work, but I wasn't going to share my own. And I had submitted the title for the talk the day before, You're Only As Sick As Your Secrets. Well, on the phone, when she asked me, do I want to hear this message? I said, Sure. And she says to me, you're supposed to stop telling other people's secrets. It's time to tell your own. Oh. And I was floored. I was just like, who the hell is this woman? <laughs> I wanted to hang up on her. I was like angry. I, I sat down on the floor. Like I was shaking. Um, it was really just like, it felt like the universe is slapping me and giving me this wake-up call of, are you listening? You know, are you going to tell the truth? Are you going to do this work yet? How, much, how many more signs do we have to send you? How much more clearer do we have to be? Um, and then there was a couple more incidences similar with other mentors and people in my life who said similar things over the weeks um, that led to the TEDx talk, and eventually I made the decision that I had to speak my truth on that day. And once you've done that, would you say that it's enhanced or brought clarity for you discovering um, more along your journey of what your true purpose in life is? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think um, it, it just opened the floodgates. It changed everything in an instant. And people say that your life can change in an instant, in a moment, and I don't think I'd ever, I mean, I've had a lot of success in my real estate career and writing my first book and lots of different things in my life, but I wouldn't say any of them changed in an instant. They were over a period of months or weeks or years. 
But this truly was such a pivotal, they call in, I think it's the Greek language, Kairos moment. It was just transformative. The moment I spoke those words and got off that stage, everything shifted. That's mm. awesome. That's interesting, uh, Kirstie. I appreciate you telling us that story. Uh, Kirstie, what, what are some ways you have worked on your mental emotional scars uh, before releasing it on your TEDx talk? Yeah, I think that's a, another great question, Don. I mean, I had done so much stuff. Like, I think that we, we are searching externally when we're in pain and we're in fear um, in lots of different ways. And it could be that, you know, for me it was um, every self-help book, it was every mentor, it was trying to get information and help and everything from emotional freedom technique to Reiki to counsellors um, and talking it through. And so I was seeking answers and wanting healing and what I realised post the TEDx was that nothing in two decades, nothing healed me and shifted things as much as speaking my truth did. That, and and I, I thought that leading up to the TEDx, um, when I recorded the, the second video that I also released was called I Have Herpes and it's me sitting in my bedroom talking straight to camera. I actually never intended for that video to go up and was talked into it, um, but I'm doing the Oprah Ugly Cry and I'm blubbering in my bedroom and I'm <laughs> sharing the story. And now when I watch that video, I don't even know who she is. And this was only a week before the TEDx talk. Now... Watching that, I would think that but at the time, I thought the fact I'm ready to share this truth, the fact I'm ready to get up on the TEDx stage, I've done all the work. I'm there. And now watching that back is so challenging for me because I see how in fear she was, how stuck she was, how vulnerable she was. Like she hadn't done 80% of the work that she thought she'd done. And wow. there was still so far to go in terms of personal transformation and awareness. And it all shifted the moment I spoke my truth. And I don't know what that is, but there's just some power and relief um, in doing that that happened for me that changed everything. There was no more hiding. Um, there was no more concern. If I'm going on a date, they're going to see it. It's online now. The whole world knows. Um, and so, you know, I don't think everyone has to do that either. You know, I sort of <laughs> always say, you know, for some people it might be sharing with one person, it might be sharing with a partner or a family or someone safe, a therapist. Um, but for me, you know, and I think that this is the, the piece that that's about is what are you making it mean? Because it's not about the secret. Because for some people they don't need to release it, they don't need to talk about it, you know. It's whatever, it, it's, if you're making something mean something where... For me, it was that I'm not good enough, that I don't deserve a loving partner, that no one's going to want me. All those things are what was doing the damage. And for me, I had to reveal that and also the feeling of being a fraud in terms of my corporate work and speaking work and what I'm doing because I'm asking other people to talk on truth and shame and I'm not. So for me personally, I needed to go down that path and release it fully so it had zero hold over me. And it was just the most incredible experience and gift for myself. That's amazing. Uh, obviously, you did some psych psychic surgery. <laughs> uh, we only have one <laughs> minute, uh, Kirsty, but I'll just ask you quickly. Maybe I ought to wait till the next uh, break. Okay. Well, uh, you mentioned uh, you know your emotional scars. Now, do you feel like you've eliminated that totally? Uh, like you know, we have a physical scar; we can still see it. But on your mental scar, do you think that's been eliminated totally from your 
mental aspect. Okay, so I'm not sure if I can answer it before the break, so cut me off when you need to. But yeah. that's it. No. We can always address it when we come back if you want to. But um. Yeah, I would say no. I mean, definitely I haven't um, fully, and I think that there, it takes time to, re- you know, it's the, the last time I, was, um, I met a guy and it all fell to pieces. I realized that he was a trigger of an old wound that I didn't know was there. And thank God he came along because had he not, I would never have seen that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to talk more about that for sure when we come back from our commercial break because uh, it is amazing how different things can surface and it triggers and we think it's healed and it's really not. So when we come back, Kirsty, let's talk to our listeners about how that provided you insight and how you broke past the barrier of fear and stepping forward in, in saying what had happened. We'll come back in a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, listeners. It's time to wake up and listen. We've been talking with our guest, Kirsty Spragan, about how our secrets hold us back from living a life of authenticity. And just before we went to a commercial break, Kirsty was talking about how she had an experience and how sometimes we feel like we're healed from something that we've done our work for and then something triggers and happens in our life to remind us that we're not truly healed from that. So I want to give you a moment, Kirsty, to expand on that a little bit further because that's extremely important. Yeah, I think that there's two parts to it. You know, the, the work, I would have thought that I'd done all of it, as I said before the break. I thought I was there at wherever there is and I realized now there probably isn't any there. Um, but... 
I was probably doing the work on preparing myself in terms of getting ready, getting strong, being my self-esteem, my self-worth, um, you know, being courageous and able to overcome fear and to do something even though I was really nervous about it, like speak my truth in front of a room full of people that was going to be on the internet. So that was the work I was probably, now I realize I was doing, not so much the work on some of the wounds that it had created, like around dating. It wasn't until after that I realized I had a pattern of attracting six out of 10 guys instead of 10 out of 10 guys because I didn't believe that a 10 out of 10 would want to be with somebody who had an STD, who, who had to deal with all of that that I'd created in my story. And so there was dysfunction around, um, you know, lots of things early on with the shame in my 20s, I'd, um, you know, drunk a lot, um, smoked pot, um, was promiscuous. You know, there were all kinds of wounds that were, or dysfunction that was created from the shame. And so I call it, you know, kind of numbing or coping behaviours that we use that are dysfunctional or unhealthy. And so there was also a lot of that that had to be cleared up and a lot of patterns that would get re-triggered and I'd go back into my old behaviours. And so it was only afterwards that I started to really sort of see a lot of those. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's interesting that you brought up about the patterns and stuff. And sometimes people can't identify those patterns. So it shows that you did the work ahead of time to even, you know, not notice those patterns coming at you. So and it's what, really interesting because I think that part of it was after this happened, you know, I'd met a ton of friends who <laughs> happened to be therapists and psychotherapists and all sorts of people. And I joked when I had this first incident happen with the, the guy that I mentioned earlier where it didn't all go well. I had five of them call me up and um, want to debrief and check in with me. So I think I'm... Um, still learning to process and unpack it all. But certainly from doing the first TEDx talk, I, I had tons of people reach out to me and say, you know, this is incredibly brave. I have it too. Or I have had something similar happen that I hold a secret around. And I'm watching you and I wish I could see myself getting to that place. But I don't know how to be brave enough to say it out loud. And so that then set me on a journey of I... Um, had a therapist and a psychotherapist that I work with to create a six-week online program. And I myself have gone through this course. Uh, this will be the fourth time I started in a couple more weeks. And what I found interesting is through that process, every time I peeled off another layer that I didn't know was still there, and I can't believe how much work there is still to do, particularly around the numbing stuff. Like it goes from one to the next. I'll, first it might be alcohol you're numb with, then you take that away and it's food. Um, and or exercise, you know, you find different ways to numb yourself and not deal with what you need to process. And I'm now that I'm able to see that, I can stop myself from using something and allow myself to sit with the feeling for the first time in 20 years. Wow, that's awesome. So how, where, what are some ways that our listeners can take that leap to step past those fears because it's hard for a lot of people and own and accept their truth so they can unlock those chains that are binding them and preventing them from living a fulfilled life. Yeah, look, I don't think anything's going to happen overnight, but I think we can start working on small things. And so when I created this program, we looked at 
the thing, the six things I believed that we needed, and the first is to get ready and get strong because I don't believe we can um, share any of this information or feel safe to share this unless we're okay ourselves because not everyone's going to be okay or ready for our truth and mm. um, I've certainly had a 90% great you know, receivership from family and friends of my message and my uh, sharing my truth, but not everyone. Some people are scared for you. Some people are scared for themselves. It triggers wounds in them. And so I certainly think the first step is getting ready and getting strong and doing that work around self-worth and self-esteem. And then the second week, we look at um, what tape are you running? What is that anxiety tape? What are you saying to yourself? What patterns are there? Um, then we go into numbing and starting to recognize where that's happening, vulnerability, um, finding safe ways to share uh, because, you know, you need to protect yourself and make sure that you, you are able to figure out is, and be discerning enough because sometimes when we have all of this other stuff going on, we aren't necessarily the in the healthiest state that we can be mentally and emotionally to make good choices for ourselves. So it's about um, preparing ourselves and doing our inner work and emotional work so that we are in a place where we're ready to deal with this. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Kirsty, you, uh, you have experienced, uh, I guess, what some would categorize uh, as personal stigmas, uh, which you have kept secret for a, quite a long time, a couple of decades. How would you say being truthful has benefited you and others uh, now in your life? I think that this, of all the questions, is the one that um, listeners and people who are stuck in fear uh, need to listen to the most because this is the one that it's like, so why? You know, what am I going to get if I do this? And I truly never asked myself that. I, I, I was so stuck in the fear tape and the worry and the hiding of it that I never questioned, well, what would happen if I shared it? What would this look like? What would be the benefits? Who might support me? And for me, I feel freer, happier, lighter than I've ever felt before. I've grown uh, spiritually, emotionally, personally in every way. Um, family and friends who initially felt like this was maybe not a great thing, it's ended up being able to be a healer for them too. Um, people have come to me with their truth in my family friend circle um, and open up about things that they wouldn't have before. Um, I think you become a model and an example for them that helps them and a ripple effect. You know, I had... Um, a lady reached out to me after she'd watched one of the videos and she was sitting there in heartbreak about to numb with uh, some Pop-Tarts and pizza and some beer <laughs> in front of her. And she said, I had to chuck it all in the bin. Um, I had another lady who was suffering from PTSD, hadn't driven for two years, and she watched wow. the Transformational Power of Truth video. And 20 minutes later, she told her husband to move over and she drove the car for the first time wow. in two years. So it's been incredible for me. Like, that's my why. That's what fills me up. I did that TEDx talk terrified and nauseous and wanting sure. to throw up. But I did it hoping that one person wouldn't spend 20 years suffering the way I did when they don't need to. Um, I now feel like having herpes is like a pimple. It has such inconsequential, insignificant effect on my life. It's nothing more than a little skin rash. And it doesn't impact me, all my relationships, my love life, my sex life, anything in any way. And yet for 20 years, I believed that it would and it did because I believed that. So the only thing that changed in the 20 years was how I feel about it. And so I feel like that's something that we don't need to spend 20 years waiting for. We can give that gift to ourselves today. 
Absolutely. Uh, Kirsty, there's a book uh, called You Are the Placebo. Have you read that book by any chance? No, I haven't. Interesting. You Are the Placebo. But in the book, he talks about uh, self-healing, where you mm-hmm. are the placebo, not a third thing in a bottle or something or other, but you are the placebo. You experience that directly because you've healed yourself by using yourself as a placebo to heal yourself. You know, self-healing. Exactly. And that is absolutely the most powerful thing people can do in this day and age to get away from synthetic drugs or putting poisons in your body and doing something naturally by just realizing that the power that made the body is the power that heals the body. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things, you know, what helps them to do that is exactly what Kirsty did. I mean, my hat off to you. That was That took a lot of courage. And I'm proud of you for doing that. And I love your why. It is the best why. <laughs> and, you know, people people just, they want to know that they're normal. They want to know that, oh, wow, that's me or that's like me. And once they feel that, that's how they open up and become comfortable and start healing. So, well done on that. Well, and I think that, that for me, that was where the my personal story connected with why Kirsty TV because I wanted other people, I knew what it would mean to me to listen to an interview with someone with herpes 20 years ago and how that might have changed my, the course of my destiny. And so the interviews I do with rape survivors and people who've been through addiction and depression, the reason I do all of those is so that each one of those, someone can feel that me too in their story and go, wow, they, they are me, that is my story. And they got through it, and there is hope, and this is how they did it. I feel like there's no more powerful connector than that Me Too moment that we experience. Yeah, and they probably, a lot of people reach out to you because they, they want somebody to hold their hand or a shoulder to cry on, and and they need somebody to give them that hope, exactly what you said. And, and that may be the very thing that they've been you know, lacking all along, and they just didn't feel that place of love from someone and by you expressing and, and sharing. I'm sure you've gotten flooded with a lot of emails <laughs> and correspondence. Yeah, and men too, men too. But I think that, you know, people sometimes, yeah, they need to borrow a little courage. And um, if I can give them a little bit, then I'm happy to share it. Interesting, um, uh, Kirstie. Uh, uh, you know, there's no way that you could help other people until you healed yourself because what the saying says that what you see in yourself, you see in others. So you see mm-hmm. yourself healed, so now you can give that gift to others. So you have been such a benefit for hundreds and thousands of people by changing mistakes or mishaps in your own life. That's how powerful you are being in the public, uh, public's eye. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah, I really love all your work, Kirsty. I mean, I've checked out a lot of your videos, which is fantastic. And and just the message and you can tell that you're coming from a place of authenticity and that your heart truly is pure and wanting to heal the world and being there for others. So, I personally want to thank you for that. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. Coming up, we'll be discussing shame and how it causes limitations in our life. We'll be back in a moment. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? 
Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, Please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Don Burnett. And Dr. Don. And joining us today is Kirsty Spragan, where we've been uncovering ways on how to overcome our fear so we can live a fulfilled, authentic life. And wow, power-packed in that first half hour. Hope you've been tuned in the whole time. A lot of golden nuggets you don't want to miss. Um, Kirsty, you had mentioned in your work that the desire to heal has to be bigger than your fear. And, and I find that a lot, too, with being a wellness strategist and talking to people. They really have to want to heal and have a difference in their life to take action. What is one of the biggest pieces of advice that you can leave our listeners um, to help them empower them to make that choice again to jump into, um, you know, wanting to feel, deal, and heal? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it overlaps with a couple of things that we've talked about, but really it's that the, the fear doesn't go away. So you have to start to understand it. It's not going to change. And so recognizing that the fear is going to be there with me, I'm either going to hold its hand and become its best friend, like waiting for it to leave isn't going to happen. And I think also that piece of the desire to heal has to be bigger than that. Again, comes back to that sometimes we just focus on the fear and we don't think about the healing. We don't think about what could that look like? How much healthier could I be emotionally, spiritually? How much less stress might I have? How much less anxiety? What if my relationships were deeper and more meaningful? If I actually trusted someone to share this with and they carried that load, maybe it could actually be a beautiful gift in my life. What could freedom feel like? So I think it's about being inspired by what healing could look like and using that as a visualization to draw up towards wanting it and having that desire to heal ourselves. And that has to be stronger and bigger than that fear. 
That's great. When you were saying holding the hand of fear, it was almost like becoming friends and walking down the sandy beach together. You know, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It can, it's all going to be okay. It's just putting one foot in front of the other and taking that step. Well, and I think that we, a lot of the time, we label our emotions, you know, good, bad, happy, sad, um, whereas they're just all on a spectrum. And there should be no difference between wanting that, you know, at times we feel happy and at times we feel sad, but yet we make ourselves wrong for that. And, it, and fear, for me, as an entrepreneur, it's a constant part of this journey, up and down, moving cities, moving countries, you know, doing all kinds of things that are terrifying a lot of the time, becoming an author, um, standing on stage for the first time. And so I think, you know, for me, it's been that I started to make friends with fear and embrace fear, and it became so normal for me that it was part of this journey and I wouldn't say that it doesn't mean that it's not uncomfortable and not painful but I value its role and I understand that that it's going to be there with me and it is my holding my hand and it is my friend in a lot of ways because it leads to the joy and the happy emotions and the highs and all of my most successful experiences in life have been along with fear partnering along with them. Yeah, I think fear is uh, just a, a part of the human uh, genome, so to speak. Uh, you know, I, all fear is self-created. Uh, it's kind of an expectation of the end result being unpleasant. So you mm-hmm. have an uneasiness about that future event. But yet, or it's failing. All, yeah, it's what, all self, you know, embarrassing ourselves. Exactly, and it's all self-created. You know, when we do that to ourselves, if we could just figure out or say to ourselves, well, I created that fear because the end result, I don't know how it's going to be unless I, I'm all positive and so powerfully passionate about what I want to do, and then whatever does happen, happens. But the fear is really self-created, and it can be, it can be, cre- it can be eliminated by self also. Yes. And I think the more times you try it, you know, it's that practicing. The more things I did that were had some fear attached, whether it's trying something new, and you can start off small, a new hobby, a new interest, um, something courageous to do at work, asking for a pay rise or having courageous conversations, all of those things. Every time we do something that we're afraid of, it um, stretches that comfort zone for us. It gets us more used to being in fear. And then um, we go, you know what, I did it, I made it, I was okay, I didn't die, Uh, maybe I'll try that again. You know, the only way really negative thoughts can be replaced is replacing them with positive thoughts. So, you know, you don't work on your negative thoughts, you just know that this is what I want to change to, this is what I want to transform to. So you look at, write down all the good things about yourself or things that you want to be, the positive thoughts, and you start practicing those, then you notice after a period of time, the negative thinking and the events and the happenstances and your perceptions and your belief just kind of go away. They just disappear. You kind of did psychic surgery on yourself. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. like what you said, Kirsty, about, you know, it's just doing it over and over and it, and it becomes easier the more you, it's kind of like, you know, getting and riding on a bike when you're a little kid I think back and I know that was yeah. a long time ago but I think wow that can be scary and how am I going to stabilize and balance and all of that but you know once you get on the bike and you just keep riding the bike before you know it you're riding the bike without the training wheels so I'm glad that you gave that analogy exactly and you know it's it's that muscle it's building that fear muscle and you've got to use it you've got to practice it if we stay in our comfort zone all the time um, then everything seems really scary. 
Absolutely. We have a question. Ashley Benton, president at the Green Team Helping Hands. Shout out to Ashley. She wants to ask a question. She posted on our uh, Facebook wall. She wants to know, Kirsty, what is your ultimate goal in your best life and where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, my ultimate goal and in five years, I think, you know, for me, the big vision is to help millions of people across the planet heal from shame and stigma because I truly believe that it's attached to everything. I mean, shame is highly correlated with addiction, depression, violence, bullying, um, eating disorders, and a ton of other things. And if we look at all of our biggest problems in the world right now, everything from epidemics when it comes to obesity to cancer to depression to suicide, it's nearly one in three for nearly everything. Um, Mm. rape um, you know and I look at hurt people hurt people so I think there's two parts of the cycle there's the perpetrator of a lot of these crimes and then there's the the victims but all that stems from shame and if we could help people heal from shame we'd have less hurt people creating problems and we've had more healed people more happy people um, and I think that that would be a beautiful place to live in so that's my my ultimate vision wonderful and you have a an online course as well, correct? How, yeah, how would so people get in touch course, with you? Yes. It starts in um, two weeks, November 2nd. We run it about um, three, four times a year. But this one, November 2nd, if they go to kirstytv.com, the website, and there's a, a course button six weeks on the top right, it'll say shameless, and they just click on it for more information. Um, there's some videos, there's some um, information on how it works. So it's all done online for people to feel private and safe. Um, there's an online community that they can be a part of with other course attendees. Again, it's a private group for attendees only. Um, and then every day I'll post two or three things on there relating to that week's video. They also get given some homework in the video. They just watch the 10 to 12 minute video, learn about this week's topic, and then we work on that for a whole week and focus on how do we move through that particular issue. Um, we, I mean, have had over a thousand people do it and I have been astounded and blown away by the transformation people experience. People with you know, have been molested from age five and are now in their 50s and, you know, decades and decades of old shame and have been able to move forward from it. And that, for me, is so inspiring and courageous for them to be willing to look at those kinds of wounds. Um, And I know that this is a way, a process for them to feel safe in, that they can help themselves through. We recorded it with a therapist and a psychotherapist um, so that all of the advice is coming from experts and... It's probably, you know, one of the best things I've done for myself in the last two years. I've, I've done it four times now and we'll be doing it again. And it's um, especially around the numbing. The number one thing that I really got in the last two years was a recognition of how many different ways and places I numb. And that has um, been transformative. So they can check that out and they can watch our YouTube channel. We have um, Kirsty TV YouTube with several playlists that they can look under if they've got a specific issue, whether it's grief, uh, rape, depression. There's lots of playlists. Um, and they can find me on social media at Kirsty TV. Well, I like that it's a, a closed group. It's a safe haven. It's a place for, you know, people to hang out, feel like they're normal while they're dealing with their issues and overcoming their fears. I like how everything is 
very targeted, one at a week, so that no one's feeling overwhelmed because you know everyone's so busy today. So you're really helping to break it down and isolate situations. And I'm sure plenty of things pop up. Like you said, you've done it several times, and you know it's kind of like a book. You can read it at one point, and then a year later you read it again and get something completely different out of it the next time you read it. So yeah, well, over twenty percent of attendees have done it two or more times. I have several people doing it four times, like me, um, but a lot of people have done it at least twice. And again, we're just peeling off another layer. Each time you absorb something different because our brains, I mean, six weeks of content is a lot. So you kind of do it at your own pace. It only takes about 15, 20 minutes a week that you can put aside for it. And then the rest is kind of just absorbing every day, you know, the posts and seeing what's coming up at your own pace to just keep it top of mind. And you kind of organically work through, okay, where's that showing up today? Yeah, and I like how you're saying about the layers. So it's like the onion, you know, and it, it takes a while to get to the core, right? Like, how am I not there? Exactly. <laughs> I, to do I feel a layer, years. and the deeper I go, the more I cry because the onion's making me cry. And in this case, the more they peel the layers off the shame and the fear and the guilt they've been hanging on to, the deeper and harder the cry gets. And, of course, the more yeah. they release and the freer they feel. Well, and I think, you know, we, I definitely have had a lot of tears. And I think what's great, though, with the group is that people, sometimes people just are in there looking, but they don't comment. And then if they feel safe, they might comment two or three weeks in. Then there's people who've been doing, you know, they've repeated it a couple of times. So they're commenting off the get-go. Um, and so everyone feels they can be at different levels. But we laugh a lot through it. We share, everyone sharing their stories helps you to normalize your own and see, oh, my gosh, there's other people going through this. And some a lot worse, you know. We've had some people with some pretty heavy stuff um, do the program. And so everyone's at different places. So it's like a threaded discussion with no judgment. Mm, oh my gosh, no judgments allowed. You'd be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> it's you hear that, listeners? <laughs> it's safe. No judgment allowed. You'll be places. deleted. <laughs> no, and you know what? I haven't, I haven't actually had to deal with that because I think people, the kind of people who are being attracted to it are just so ready for their work and they're, they're in a place where they're seeking that and they're wanting um, to sort of see how this might work. Um, but people are also hesitant. I mean, like, it's hard to have the courage to look at this stuff. So you've got to do it at your own pace. And I think that's what's good about the course, that you can redo it, you can start. Um, and, you know, particularly the first week's a lot lighter and, and more fun as you're getting into it. And then you start to scrape off some of those layers. Yeah, and I want to say the, the reason they're probably jumping in and they're getting ready is my hat off to you. It's because of your authenticity and openness and operating from the heart that makes them feel that way so I want to thank you for being a guest on our show Kirsty, enlightening our listeners and myself and when we come back Dr. Don and I are going to unveil the truth of how shame has held us back in our past and ways that we overcame it we'll be back in a moment Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? 
Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelly Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, everyone. We want to thank you for uh, tuning in. And wow, we have heard so much from Kirsty today. I know I certainly feel a whole lot lighter in just listening to her and her authenticity. Um, Don, I want to talk about some ways that, you know, shame has held us back in the past. And of course, you've read my book, True Confessions of the Heart. And, you know, I, I explain in there at an early age, I was sexually abused by a family member and being young that is a whole lot of shame for a young girl to walk around with and you know being that my dad had left my mom with five kids my mom was struggling to make ends meet and my grandparents helped us out that was the great thing to keep us together but you know where do you go so the only people I was really around on the adult version was during the summers with my grandparents and my adore to this day my guardian angel my dear grandmother um, but that was not something I could just go forth and say to my grandmother hey I'm being sexually abused by a family member and you know it definitely held me back it affected my grades it, it affected so much and then later in life caused me to attract a verbally abusive man uh, for a very toxic relationship for 15 and a half years. And it was when I decided to fully take ownership and uncover through getting my alternative medicine degree and having my own aha moments that I was able to kind of start figure things out and do meditation and all the different stuff that I was learning about and that's when I made my exit. I have to say in the last seven and a half years of choosing to be single and divorced, I am the healthiest and happiest I have ever been because I've been able to peel back 
the layers of the onions, not saying that I'm to the core like Kirsty said. It's it's really a lifelong journey. Sometimes you think you got it all and something else comes in like, oh, there's that again. I guess I got some more work to do. But it can certainly be devastating and hold you back. How about yourself? Is there anything you experienced in the past that, you know, that shame just wore you down that maybe you haven't even told me yet? <laughs> oh, boy. Is this the time? I this guess is the, the time. time. Be authentic. Well, for me, the only thing I can really think of is uh, I had the shyness disease, and it was probably put on me at a very young age. Uh, I was one of those kids that couldn't sit still, just the opposite of my brother, and I was just could not sit still. So I was always making mistakes, always doing things wrong. So, you know, my father and mother, especially my father, would say, Donnie, would you stop that? You think before you jump. You, uh, you leap before you think and all that kind of stuff. So it, it bothered me. When your father says that stuff, you believe it because he's, he's an adult. And, uh, and we don't have a conscious mind that can make our own judgments. That was the value system. Dad said, mother said. So all the way through high school, junior high, uh, high school, and then into graduate school and the whole thing, I was very shy. Then a great speaker came to one of our seminars, and I taped everything he said, and I became a, a, a platform speaker overnight because I had such phenomenal belief in what he said, and it was valuable to me. It just fit my value system. But, you know, we talked about fear and how hard it is to overcome. When it wasn't said maybe, uh, but being a medical orientation, when you have a lot of fear or a lot of upset in your body, you have thoughts which make feelings, and then you get emotions. Emotions are buried in every single cell in your body. Your brain has the thoughts. Your body cells have the emotions stored. So every negative stinking thinking thing that or action or whatever you went through event in your life has influenced the DNA and the genes of every single cell in your body. That's where the interference is because you want to start to make a change and all of a sudden you can't do it because these body cells are all aligned for that bad thinking, stinking thinking or past event chemistry and they put an urge on the brain. All cells talk to the brain. There's 70 to 100 trillion cells in your body. So they're urging the brain, don't change. We're used to this configuration. The genes are in a certain configuration, stigma configuration, not healthy but that's what makes it tough to change so if you want to get rid of uh, you know like I mentioned you want to get rid of bad thoughts you got to put powerful passionate chemistry back into your thinking you got to have power you got to have you got to have uh, a, a tremendous amount of passion to overcome the negatives that are in your body then after a while step by step and you start doing things one step at a time walking up 28 steps in a stairway you start to make a change and there's a new you being changed and brought forth. Your soul will be clean like a whiteboard. You eliminate all the garbage on the whiteboard and now you're going to start to write a new story. And that's pretty much it, Don. You know, I'm going to totally back you up on that because I was that. You know, when I think back to, and I actually charted this in my book because I started thinking, why am I always sick? Why am I having all these car crashes? Why am I in and out of hospitals? Why all these surgeries? Every single year, practically, for the entire 15 years, I was in that toxic marriage. I was sick all the time. And so it started from the past. I was sick as a child. And now I attracted an abusive man. And so now I'm getting sick. 
And it takes two to tangle. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any measure, but the point here on the medical side of your thoughts being stored at a cellular level, because obviously I didn't peel all my layers of the onion when I attracted them into my life, so I take ownership for that gladly. But um, with the cells and the memory, I had so much toxic junk stored in the memories. I was constantly just overloading my cells with toxicity. And, of course, when it's negative... Your DNA can get reconfigured, and before you know it, you're getting disease, and that's exactly what was happening to me. And then you talk about replacing that with happy memories. It was once I chose to break free, I moved 1,750 miles away from anything and anybody I knew. And, you know, I was going into uncharted water because my spirit led me to Syracuse, New York. It's not just the typical place that somebody moves to unless you're going to college there, right? They get like 63 sunshiny days a year and are low on vitamin D3, right? But in doing all of that and then moving to Jersey and then, of course, um, with my mom passing away, came back here to be with my sister in Florida, you know, I got to experience amazing things, which I charted in my book. And it's through all that stuff, even just looking, you know, on my Facebook wall the other day, I was reflecting of all these years, you know, that I've done for the seven and a half years that I've been single and with my children and my dog and all those happy memories. And that's why I'm healthier today is because I've now given it a new language. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful, Dawn. Uh, how much time do we have left now? We have a couple of minutes. All <laughs> oh, right, way to go. <laughs> you know, when, when Kirstie talked about the uh, shame-based guilt type yes. thing, well, I read a couple of books many years ago on that one topic, shame-based guilt, and everybody has that. I mean, I had that, and to overcome it, the shyness crap and all that, I'm not nothing, I'm not a good student, conventional schooling was not good for me, I didn't have good grades, but yet... I realize I am intelligent, but I can't uh, learn at a fast pace like traditional conventional schooling. But shame-based guilt, remember, is self-inflicted. Self-inflicted. You do, you're doing it to yourself. I did it to myself for years. I lost a lot of life because I was only living a partial life. So I was actually killing myself, partial suicide, if you want to call it that, because my social life was disastrous. I never dated until I was out of high school. Can you imagine that? And I was a virgin, so out of high school. That's amazing. That doesn't happen today. And uh, but that was because of the shyness. So Dawn and I, we talk a lot, and the fulfillment in our lives, how we've overcome certain things, uh, you know, we've really enriched our lives and enhanced the welfare of others at the same time. Well, so much discovery, and hopefully there's been a lot of um, peeling of layers today for all of our listeners, and I made a connection as to why you were shy now. All these years, we've been friends and knew each other, so thank you for bringing that up. I I definitely appreciate it. We want to thank you for tuning in today. If you have any questions for the show, just send us a quick email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can go to our Facebook, just search Wake Up and Listen Radio. Or you can tweet us at A New Dawn Natural Solution. Use the hashtag Wake Up and Listen Radio. That's all we have time for now. Tune in next week, uh, next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to have Gabby Bernstein on our show. Super, oh, super great. excited, Dawn. She's got, her, he's, uh, she's got her new book out, The Universe Has Your Back. So we're going to be talking about ways you can transfer your fear into faith and know that the universe truly has your back. Bye for now. 
that's all we have time for. Thank you for tuning in this week. Wake Up and Listen is broadcast live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to join Don Burnett and Dr. Don again for our next show. 